Welcome back to another episode of the Record Spinner Podcast with Noel. I recall many a Saturday morning as a kid. Um, uh, it was spent by the uh, by the the TV in the living room on a bowl of cereal. And as an adult, uh, with a really cool and interesting hobby that that I love and nourish with with almost everything in my body um it it's still i still have a saturday routine that that covid has put a damper on um and it's it's unfortunate but you know life goes on and uh that that pattern that um that thing that i would be doing uh, on saturday morning would be preparing to go to silver spring or to U Street, or to Arlington, even back when Arlington had a record store, a really dope record store, actually. To go digging for records all day. I just got paid on Friday. I would set my hundred, $150, $200 allowance that I've already mentioned in previous episodes. I would set that aside and just be a kid essentially in these record stores i miss that a little bit it's it's definitely it's definitely taken uh some getting used to uh i've kind of laid out what i do instead now with records uh, i buy a lot online um a lot of discogs purchases i think my rating's getting up there now which is good um but it's nothing like it's nothing like the real thing, you know. It's nothing like having to go into a store. You you have some items that you want to find. You have some things you want to see, but if you don't see them, and if you see something better, you see something you haven't heard, and you're ready to experiment with it. There's nothing like that feeling. It's nothing like that at all. Um, and, and of course, in the, on the inverse, there's nothing worse than the feeling of you know wasting a lot of money, which I've done before, you know, wasting that money on records that don't live up to what you expected. You went in there, you saw the name, or you heard the you heard the group name before and you wanted to take a chance on these guys and it was horrible. It's nothing worse than that. It's horrible. This morning I'm gonna to talk to you about some some record stores that in the DC area that I highly recommend if you're a digger. Passing through this lovely city, the record stores are concentrated on U Street, which is essentially the hub of black music, the hub of black culture. So U Street is is the the everything essentially um, to uh, to DC. It's it's the it's the nightlife hub. It's the it's the artsy hub. It's 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 just the hub. It's especially for for black and brown people. Um, so your your stores, your record stores in in DC are concentrated there, which is good, which is great. Um, but the DC area has a whole heap of great stores. And um, and once I get past explaining joint custody, then um, then we'll we'll talk about it, whatever. Um, but yeah, so joint custody is the only record store I've bought from in the area since COVID. Uh, I think I bought Love Supreme again on vinyl. Um, I think I bought Volunteer Slavery from Roland Rashad. Um, 
love Roland, by the way. We could have a whole episode on that guy. Um, but, uh, and then I, I bought a few other ones, too. Um, also, fun fact, um, Joint Custody is a place where I actually sell a lot, too, as well. Um, they have a great buyer-seller relationship with the community, I think. There's only three or four main ones in NDC proper. Um, and they're all, like I said, concentrated in New Street and on the Florida Ave area, uh, part of the city in Northwest. Um, but yeah, now, speaking of the the area, yeah, the area opens it up a little bit more. Um, there was a really cool record store down in um, Arlington. I think they moved out to Fairfax, though, and that's too damn far to be going for anything, let alone records, right? Um, they were really cool. I can't recall the name. I stumbled upon them one day when I lived in Arlington. Um, I, stumbled across, I stumbled upon these guys and bought a few really dope records. I remember thinking I was going to go back, and I never ended up going back. And Yeah, whatever. Um, but yeah, let's jump over to the Maryland side of things where things actually get way better. Um, Silver Spring has essentially the second best or the tied best um, uh, area for records and record, digger, record diggers in the area. Um, and when I say that, I, I mean that with everything because they have essentially a, a second or, or a U Street type of a uh, place right over on, I want to say it's Colesville, Colesville, which has two, which is where the Fillmore is, first of all, the, the music venue, which is huge. Um, I also went to go see J Electronica in Common at the Fillmore. I uh, ended up leaving after Common did go. He was the headliner, of course. J Electronica was the opener. J Electronica actually ended up like being face-to-face with this guy. I don't know if he probably, he probably doesn't, he won't but i have this really eerie picture where like he's in front of me he's rapping i'm rapping back to him because i know literally every song of uh, every lyric of every song of his um yeah so he's right in front of me he's rapping he comes down off the stage to do that in the crowd which he does a lot obviously he's right in front of me just rapping i'm got my phone out and i'm rapping too but i'm recording and i'm taking pictures and i'm like so nervous right now i'm like shaking the 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 phone is shaking in my hand or whatever i go to dap him up he daps me up i'm like freaking out right totally just like all over the place i leave we leave after common does go common doesn't come off the stage obviously uh bald head dudes don't come off stage as much (laughs) but um uh we leave after he does go which honestly i wanted to leave before them but he starts off with go so i was like whatever cool um we could talk about common in another episode i I don't feel like going in that right now but uh common i I, i've expressed my admiration for common he's an amazing musician i and i i love him i have a lot of respect for him for getting me into rap but um yeah yeah we'll talk about that later um but yeah so i leave i go (laughs) we're driving home I'm going through my phone, like, still, like, kind of, like, shaking, of course, because of the experience that I had with, you know, just dapping up my favorite rapper outside of Doom, um, uh, and I have a Holy Trinity type of breakdown with rappers, so, like, he is literally, like, the Jesus, like, Doom is, like, God, but, like, Jay is, like, the Jesus part, and it's, like, like, that's, he's the best rapper out right now, like, he's my favorite, like, I love this guy, I know all of his songs front and back, like, 
obviously he doesn't have that many songs. He has like 16, 17 songs. Uh, now he has a little bit more now that he dropped that album, which is an okay album. We'll also talk about that in another episode. Uh, I only got 20 minutes. I'm not trying to burn through the 20 minutes by talking about all these things that I'm not happy with right now. Uh, J Electronica's debut album, one of them. Um, but yeah, uh, J is, is tops. Um, I go to look into, into, uh, look in, I'm looking at my pictures essentially, uh, that I just took at, at the concert at the Fillmore and I noticed something like everyone in the picture is looking at me. Like, so there's a, a crowd that's forming around him, essentially a circle, right? You know how these things work when the artist comes off stage, go into the crowd. There's essentially a circle that follows him, a whole circle. The circle is essentially looking at me, apparently from the pictures, and I don't have to post them. I guess I could use, I could post them as, as the cover of of this episode. It's a very eerie picture to me, anyway. But you know, whatever. Um, I got over it. It was cool. Um, but yeah, S- Silver Spring is is literally the the spot. I think sometimes it depends on the day, honestly, where I will put it above uh, U Street in DC. In, in, the, in the metro DC area as far as uh, for a record store um, I found a hell of a lot of good records over at Joe's Record Paradise and what's the other place I always forget um, the record exchange of course is pretty dope it's kind of reminiscent of um, uh, it's kind of re- the record exchange is kind of reminiscent of uh, of, of uh, shoot, why did I, I just, ha- I was just talking about it, that's crazy, um, <coughs> excuse me, the record exchange is, a, a very common, um, it's, it's sort of like, um, joint custody, there it is, it's sort of like joint custody in the, in the sense that, um, it's very playful, and so this leads me actually to, to my point with all of the record stores that I want to, and how I want to kind of break them down, I want to talk about the authenticity of record stores and this is obviously this is more about tradition not like what makes a real record store i'm not going to be that brazen to say with my 10 years of digging right i'm not going to be that brazen to be like oh this is what makes a real record store no like what makes a real record store is that you have records so all of these places have records they're all real record stores i'm gonna start there but i am gonna say one of the things uh, that I, I will be um, evaluating or one of the things that I want to break kind of break down is is, uh, is is like children's record stores and I don't mean children obviously and, and like bring your kids to these record stores but I mean uh, children as in the sense of these are very easy digestible record stores these are record stores that that sell clothing these are record stores that sell books they sell CDs they sell a whole host of things that aren't that aren't just like super record heavy they aren't about they aren't about the the record life completely it's more about the the physical or the vintage or the whatever whatever it is you know um but it's 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 not just records so i want to break that down um and and talk a little bit about each one and kind of what their strong points are, in my opinion. Um, and of course, this is just my opinion. Um, and yeah, like we'll we'll start with my favorite again. 
go back to the top. <laughs> Psalm Records, the best record store in D.C., in my opinion. Um, they uh, have the old school vibe. It's in the basement. It's a very small, cramped space. It's very dark, even though it's like not dark. You know, it's like a, even with all the lights on, it's very dark. It's a very dark place, dimly lit place to go. Um, on Google, it's a, it's rated at a 4.6. I would obviously rate it higher. I would rate it at a 4.8, 4.9, uh, almost a, a completely five star. The only setback is back in the day, I think something happened to Neil as far as like thievery or something. So like he asked a lot of black people to put their bags, uh, up at the front and not, you know, like, I, I mean, he only, he really only does that to black people. And this takes, this could take out a whole star if I wanted to be real mean about it, but I'm not. So he may ask white people sometimes, but I know I've seen a lot of his like record friends and other white guys who just like have on full backpacks, full stealing gear. They'll have bags, even like tote bags where you can just like easily slip records in. They'll be walking around like it's cool. So. Neil, you gotta change your policies, man. It's not the slave days, bro. Like it, like you got black people that patronize you. Don't treat them like thieves. <clears throat> I know you probably have had issues back in the past, and I'm sorry. I have to apologize for another brother who did you wrong or whatever. But you know, chill out with the whole bag thing. If I wanted to steal records, I would fucking I would go in with a gun and steal records. <laughs> like, chill, bro. Um. But yeah, that, that's like, that tends to be the record store policy in all of D.C. as well, which is something that I just kind of have to grade on a curve. Um, Silver Spring kind of has the same difference. You know what was weird is that I didn't realize how weird that policy was until I went to Richmond to dig once with my girlfriend. We went to Richmond to dig. I walk into the record store. I forget the record store. It's over in one of the cool neighborhoods in Richmond, um, kind of like right outside the downtown area. I go into the I go into the spot. I'm expecting to hear those infamous words, "Yo, man, can you leave your bag up front?" <laughs> they always say that. It's always I just hear it so much, but I didn't hear that. And so I'm I'm like standing kind of at the front, like about to walk in because I'm expecting to hear it any second. I step past the front desk and I look at the guy and he looks at me and I'm like yo you, you want me to leave my bag up here he's like for what <laughs> I'm like yo what how in the hell is Richmond Virginia a lot more of a, a lenient cooler city about thievery uh, than Washington DC I don't I don't know but fix it fix it record stores in DC uh, I think the same thing happened when I went digging in New York as well I think I had my bag on and literally no one said anything to me like so if this is a DC specific policy I may have an issue with all of the record stores and this may this whole COVID thing may be your rapture honestly this may be like you're like you need to fix this shit like you need to get with it because if Richmond Virginia can fucking if I can walk into Richmond Virginia record store and backpack on and empty, ready to place records in my backpack for it once I buy them. If I can walk in and just chill out in that store, I should be able to do that in D.C. D.C.'s chocolate city, bro. There's no... New York ain't chocolate city. It's the, it's the Big Apple. It's the melting pot. This is my city, so I shouldn't have to feel like I gotta leave my bag with somebody because I'm a threat. I can't be a threat in my own city. I'm sorry. Change it.
I might want to end the episode on that, actually, and send this directly to Neil himself. Um, it's a silly-ass policy. It doesn't make any fucking sense, and I'm sorry that I keep going on on this, but as I think about it, it just kind of enrages me more and more. Um, next. I, I just, I'm sorry I had that, that meltdown just now, but it's, it's very tough to see that when I, especially when you just know it's something about your skin color that, like, I know this guy, like, I know the owner, like, but there's still a policy that, like, makes it so, like, I'm uncomfortable in your store. Like, that's stupid, bro. Change it. That's the last I'm going to say about it, I promise. Um, joint custody. Let's talk about joint custody. No, let's finish on Sam. Let's finish. I said Sam was a 4.9. I mean that. It's a great record store. It's an amazing place. Great records. Uh, this is the place where I found some of my first gems, honestly. And and the best part of all of it is that these gems are, are cheap, man. Neil prices these records for whatever he has in racism <laughs> against black people. He makes up for it in pricing. <laughs> Uh, for for his friends or whoever I, I like to think that while he's pricing actually he thinks of it almost like easter eggs right so he's like pricing these and he thinks maybe his friends will find them or maybe his maybe cool people will find them maybe only people who actually know about records will find them and essentially that's what happens i think a, a lot of times i'm digging through and i'll find a, a record and i'm like yo this should not be five dollars but i'm not going to complain about it because i got it for five dollars because even if it's a reissue, I get that like the reissue, the, the time of the issue, if it's an original or reissue, ha has has a factor in this. Um, but to me, the only factor in the record store should be the scratches, um, the the condition, the condition of the record, um, the the genre, and the popularity of the record that should go into pricing. And I think Neil kind of follows that rubric to a T. And um, yeah, he, he has a lot of great records. Now, he does have a section that's called Super Expensive. It's, like, right near the... <laughs> of course, just thought about that, too. It's right near the uh, the cashier desk. Um, and it's it's really cool. He has a lot of Strata East in there that's, like, su like I said, super, super overpriced because, you know, this stuff is, like, very sought after, of course. Um, and he, and it, he, that's the section uh, title. It's expensive shit. So, like, don't, like, expect to find, you know cheap shit where it says expensive shit so i know better than that um it's like I, like i have to keep reiterating this it is the best record store in dc and and for a number of reasons again the pricing the quality of records um the atmosphere honestly uh my boy vince who i'm gonna try to have on the show actually on a on a guest spot um at some point um i used to live in the same uh building as as vince uh, back in the day uh and Vince works there. He's really cool. Me and him talk so much about all types of music and all types of uh, 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 music artists and stuff like that. Um, some of our best conversations, obviously, were around uh, Sun Ra and Miles Davis and some of the other jazz cats. Um, yeah, man, he he's very well versed in the jazz scene and the funk scene. Um, has some tie, has some like actual personal ties, I think, to some musicians from from DC area and the funk and the uh, go go stuff. So, shout out to Vince, um, you the man. But fuck Neil on that bag stuff. Still, I'm I'm not getting off that shit this episode. This episode is gonna be called "Fuck the Bag Policy." <laughs> that's what I'm gonna that's what I'm gonna name it. Um, oh yeah. So okay. So again, four point four point nine for for some. Solid record store. I love it. 
amazement records but yeah whatever all right next up i'm going to give it to my personal fave and i know that sounds weird right my personal fave you just rated some top like why wouldn't your personal fave be your top and it's different it's just every time i go into this place it's like i'm going to see family like and it's because of Ambrose single-handedly. Like he's a part of this uh, collective that owns this store, joint custody, right on U Street, while Sam is on T Street, a little off U Street. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, man, joint custody is amazing. Now, joint custody is different in the sense that they're one of these record stores I kind of talk about. It's more about vintage stuff than it is about records altogether. I would think of it almost as an as a as a hip ass antique shop. And what I mean by that is no disrespect to joint custody, right? Um, they're rated as a four point seven on Google. I would say four point eight. Um, I would give them a little little nudge up, just like I gave to some. Um, oh, everyone gets that point taken off for that stupid ass back policy in DC. It's stupid, um, but <laughs> but I will give them credit for having great great. Uh, quality records great uh, great choices lush collection of records they do have um, gotta give them that much I also give them credit for pricing as well very good priced very well priced records um, a lot of stores in DC have the have very well priced records um, and, and I'm, I'm saying that being totally facetious because I would expect that being the nation's capital and having everybody here be a government worker of some sort or some type of business person that uh, they would probably find justification to overprice records, but a lot of record stores don't, and that's good. Um, yeah, but the, the only down part about joint custody is that you do get a lot of people in this store. This doesn't feel like your your typical mom and pop record store, and that's just because again, it's it mostly focuses on vintage items. So they have a lot of clothing, a lot of sweaters, a lot of hats, a lot of gear. Um, I think they even have like TVs in the back and records and record players in the back and stuff like that. Um, so a lot of times, especially around the, like the fall season, you'll see like a lot of like just like regular people, and I hate to call them this, but like non diggers in there like shopping for clothing, like vintage clothing essentially. And you'll see it for I guess for costume parties. I remember once going around the Halloween um, time frame. And like it was like it literally was like a department store in that bitch and it was just like so many people in here and they were like none of them were in records like it was maybe like four or five of us that were in records the rest of these people were uh, looking at clothes and, and and trying on stuff and all that stuff it, it, it's just crazy man it's just over the top <laughs> over the top <laughs> bring it down chill out um, but I love them nonetheless they're all great people uh, even the, the white guys who own it uh, sorry I just shouted out Ambrose but he's the one I have the conversations with but yeah joint custody 4.7 4.8 I give it a 4.8 for sure um, great quality records great pricing um, all the good stuff um, next up on my list I'm gonna have to go I'm all the way out to Silver Spring here and I'm gonna have to go with the uh, Joe's Record Paradise now located in the basement of a uh, bank is the last I, I remember hearing about where they are and I mean these guys talk about a record warehouse bro these guys are a record warehouse so I'm actually gonna put a pause on this since we are at time we are at our time limit here um, I do want to make time 
um, for the continuation of this. So I'm just going to do a part two. Okay, so hang tight. You're, uh, thank you for watching or thank you for listening. Um, and some records change that fucking policy. All the record stores in DC change that stupid ass policy. No one's stealing fucking records anymore. Is that not 1982, bro? Chill the fuck out. Peace. The record spinner.